Hello, everyone. I am Jose Betancourt, and you're listening to Living with TBI. So this past weekend, I was able to see my sister for the first time in over 30 years. Uh, she came down from Puerto Rico with her family, uh, my nephews, my niece, and it felt really good to see her. Now, to the fault of my own, I haven't taken the time to fly to Puerto Rico to see them, and that's mostly my fault. Uh, if everything goes well, I can change that. But going to see her the first night she was here, um, it was pretty tough because it was at night and I had to have my son accompany, accompany me to pick up my brother in Brooklyn. And then we had to come back to Queens. And at night, it's tough for me to drive because of the photophobia. So when you have all these brand new cars with um, high, intensity, high intensity lights, headlights. So those are really tough when they're coming at you. It is really challenging when driving. So I needed my son to keep me company. Thankfully, the rain stopped because that tends to amplify the blur. Um, it stopped raining. We made our way to Queens. Again, I live in Queens, so I had to go to Brooklyn, then drive back to Queens. Now, she doesn't speak English, and I can speak Spanish. Not very well, not very fluent. But I can speak it. I understand it perfectly. I had a really tough time speaking with her. Thankfully, my brother was doing a lot of the talking. And her boyfriend, he speaks English. So I was able to communicate with him and then he would translate. But I felt bad because it was such a challenge to... And I found myself... As we're having this conversation, trying to come up with words, trying to process enough words in Spanish so I can talk with her. And there were times where I was talking with her, but I just couldn't process the information quick enough. And it was really frustrating. It was really, really frustrating. Now, before I even picked my brother up, I went and took a nap. I had to. My brain was like, okay, it's time to re-energize, go to sleep right now. Now, this was in the middle of a conversation between my, my wife, my son, and myself. We just finished having dinner at home. We're having a conversation. Suddenly, I get up. I tell my wife, I got to go to sleep. And, and she's getting to the point where she understands that it's just not me being lazy or me having poor sleeping habits. She's starting to understand that when this happens, that she just has to, you know, uh, tell me, okay, and, and I'll see you later. So I took maybe about an hour, possibly two hours. And so that really helped. That really, I needed that because had I not taken that nap, I wouldn't have been able to go and uh, see my sister the, the night she got here. So we wound up 
meeting again uh, Sunday afternoon for brunch, I was more talkative this time because I was able to, because it was during the day and I had enough sleep, I was able to process information a little faster and I was able to communicate a lot better. So I felt much better about that. And I was going to tell her the whole uh, incident because as we were being seated in the diner, there was so much sunlight coming through. And the sunlight was reflecting off of the frame of the windowsill at the diner. And it was shooting directly into my face. And because of the sensitivity to light, it was really bothering me. And everybody's looking at me kind of weird. Um, of course, my wife and my son, they, know, they knew what was going on. So my wife was like, look, I'll put the shade down, sit over here so it's not in your face. But my niece, my sister, my nephew, they're looking at me like, what's going on? And I remember processing the conversation ahead of time, or at least trying to, so I could explain that an injury occurred, and now I have all these difficulties and, and new um, limitations that I have to live with. But... You know, we went along with our brunch, and I didn't even, I didn't even have to bring it up. But I, I kind of felt like, all right, here's my first real test with a group of people. And at one point, I, I felt like I'm failing in the uh, social department, right? Like my first real social test. Because obviously due to COVID, there aren't many opportunities to be around your family. You know, like you're basically locked down or you're going to work and, and staying strictly with the same people day in and day out. So this was the first time that I was able to be around more people than just my immediate family that I live with at home. And of course, we're at a diner, so there's more people surrounding us uh you know kudos to the to bella bell air diner in queens the story of queens as a matter of fact because they were spacing people out pretty good but just the fact that i was surrounded by people and i was in a group of people and i was living with these you know uh, i'm living with these new limitations and i'm trying to deal with them I thought I was going to lose it for a second, but I did pretty well. Thankfully, um, it, it most likely was because I was with family. And, of course, being surrounded by family is comforting. Now, today I was supposed to have um, a session with my counselor. I didn't feel too good, so I had to cancel it. I did want to tell her about the situation that I just told you guys. So that's why I'm talking about it, because I wasn't able to talk to her about it. Um, my throat was kind of sore. I thought I was getting a cold. You might actually hear a little uh, roughness in my throat right now. So I have to remember. Maybe I'll write it down. I have to remember to tell her that next week. I most likely will forget unless I write it down. Some of you may know that I do photography. 
I haven't really done it in the last maybe three, four months. I haven't really picked up the camera and done anything with it. Before I would find things around the house to take photos of. What I'm starting to do more often now is just grab the camera and hold it while I'm watching television. Just so I can remember that I have it and why I bought it in the first place. Now, I love photography. I love creating. I've, uh, I've been a content creator for about 14, 15 years. That's how long I've been podcasting. I've been doing photography for nearly six years. I've been doing YouTube for about 10. So, and even when I was younger, I used to make, I used to actually draw posters for people for their birthdays. So I've always been interested in using my mind to create, to create something that was in my head and bring it out into the world. And photography was always something that I can do to express my, you know, my creative vision. And not only that, but it was very therapeutic. And this is before my accident. So what I used to do was, well, not every morning, but at least three, four times a week before work, because I worked in the Lower East Side of Manhattan, and my job is very stressful. Most mornings, I would roam around the Lower East Side with my camera and take photos of the surrounding area. And this was more to document New York document it when it was empty or when people were going to work and just give uh, those who are looking at the photo a taste of the real New York City. And then after work, I would take about a mile walk to the train with my camera in hand and then document New York City, the same surrounding areas, but when it is full of people in rush hour, people going home, people rushing to go home from school or work, the chaos. So I would get two sides of the story, usually in the same locations on the same day. And I did this for years. I started off with my cell phone, then I eventually bought myself a DSLR camera, and now I own a medium format camera, which costs thousands of dollars and I'm not using it right now. Now, of course, with the lockdown, the opportunities aren't there as often. And now I could still go out and document New York City, but the motivation factor is uh, is so challenging for me. I've gotten to the point I don't even take my walks like I used to. I used to try to take a 30-minute walk in the morning and sometimes in the evening. I don't do them as often as I should. I don't want to leave the house at all. And then I look at the microphone. I've told you guys this several times. I look at the microphone and I, I, I want to record and I just stare at it and then go do something else. Most of the time is watching something on TV, wasting uh Wasting time, wasting valuable time that I can 
actually use to create something. And I've always been like that. I've always felt that I've, if I'm in a moment that I need to optimize that time. I've even made episodes on my other podcast talking about using the valuable time that you have available to you in the most optimal fashion. I've always talked about that. And unfortunately, I've learned that in my 30s, late 30s, as a matter of fact. And as a, a content creator, I feel like I have a duty to help the listener learn something or to help motivate the listener into doing something. And if not motivating and if not teaching, at least provide something that maybe helps them to think a little bit. So that's my responsibility as a content creator, and I take that seriously. So I always get really frustrated when I look at the microphone, I, I, I have my camera in hand, and I'm trying to talk myself into doing something, to taking photos of anything. Sometimes I take a photo of like the wall or an action figure just so I can see if, no pun intended, something clicks. So um, there's, there's still this fight within me where deep, deep in my mind, there's a voice yelling, do something, go for that walk, take your camera with you, go downtown, take the train, document New York, or record a podcast or a video. That voice is always screaming, do something. We have time. We, we have the day free, no appointments, no therapy. Stop wasting time. But then it is clouded by confusion. By It's like a puzzle that fell out of the box, and now you're picking up all the pieces just so you can piece everything back together. It's basically a hard drive that needs to be, that, that is so cluttered, it needs to be reformatted, and it's taking forever. That's where I'm currently at. And it's uh, really frustrating. And like I said, I, I go to the, uh, I go to the um, Facebook group dedicated to TBI victims, and I see what people are going through and I see that they've gone through serious car accidents or very serious falls and some of them were in comas some of them are in the hospital some are learning to walk again and that that is for me I feel kind of guilty because I'm I am I do have an issue walking on my right side I have like, just think of it as a squeaky, a squeaky wheel. Like, that's how my right leg feels. Like, I don't have the smooth motion when walking. So, I hope I, hope I just didn't mess up my audio because I just hit my uh, amplifier. But, yeah, that, that's what I'm going through when I walk. I feel like I have a squeaky wheel. 
and it, I walk differently. Uh, some most of the time with like a, a limp, but there are people who are learning to walk again. They have to use braces. They have to use walkers, and and sometimes I feel guilty because I'm like, I can walk. I can do my podcast. I can create. YouTube videos and take photos. I could even play video games. Not everything. I still can't play a lot of video games that I that I used to. But I can still play most of them. And or at least most of the ones that I like. So I'm very thankful. I'm very fortunate. And every time I think, all right, I'm getting better, I get a setback. And then I get angry and depressed but looking at some of the serious serious uh, TBI victims uh, it, it, it motivates me to stop feeling sorry for myself because there are people out there with a lot worse uh, that are in a lot worse situation um, and now you're hearing me <laughs> kind of like slur a little bit and and, and and be a little disorganized with my words. That's one of the limitations that I'm starting to learn to deal with. That when I do a podcast, I can only do a certain amount of time before I begin to lose the concentration to try to stay on topic, form clear words, and remember what I want to say. So in that case, I'm going to end it. <laughs> but um, I do appreciate those who have been listening to Living With TBI. This is something that I want to continue to do. And my wife has been encouraging me to make these episodes and possibly do um, a vlog style, do some YouTube videos talking about this. But I don't want to scare you people by putting my face on video. Of course, that's a joke. Hopefully it was funny. But anyway, I am Jose Betancourt. I'll talk to you later.